Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MV Pro Call. Today is January 18th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to whatever podcast application you use, or by visiting motivitality.com, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives. As far as the podcasts go, I just got a notice that Google Podcast is going away and is turning to YouTube. Um, so I should be able to transfer everything. There were instructions on how to make sure that all the podcasts got transferred over to YouTube podcasts. Um, but uh, if anybody has a hard time finding it on the your podcast application, let me know. And there's probably just some plug-in or something that I have to talk to our, our, our IT um, department about. Um, they, uh, that's me. I'm the IT department. So I, it means I just have to learn it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so love having you guys on live. You know, what's cool about being on live is you don't have any issues with, uh, you know, with, with downloading it or finding it on your podcast application. So I love having it on live. And with that, um, wanted to uh, start the call off the way I well I, I forgot um, in two weeks we are going to be talking about um, uh, coliform bacteria and testing for it we'll have a special guest Marion Metzger will be joining us on that and so please put that on your calendars um, well I mean put it on your calendar every week to come here like a lot of you guys do which I appreciate so with that, I'm going to start the call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by asking, is there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened that's worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything we can help you with? Anybody have anything? Kelly, I've sure, got an announcement. Okay. Sure. Okay. Pick me, pick me. Um, so WQA announced yesterday that they are, um, you know, I talked about Kyle Shealy and the book, and he's going to be the speaker at, uh, the keynote speaker at WQA, but they came out with a challenge that sounds like it's a lot of fun, and what they are, um, asking is it's something called the anything but a cup, so it's kind of thinking outside the box, and it's, um, drink out of anything but a cup and send a picture, take a picture of yourself, and it could be a coconut shell, it could be a thimble, it could be anything but a cup. <laughs> and um, and then put the hashtag WQA crazy idea. And then, um, you know, obviously, I, no, I have to admit, I don't understand hashtags. So <laughs> maybe somebody else uh, can explain that. But you put the hashtag uh, WQA crazy idea. They're going to post all the pictures and um, it's just a fun thing to kind of, and even if you're not going to convention, um, it's still something fun to put together. And uh, again, WQA is, you know, or, or this industry is not just in your little community. It's, it's nationwide and actually international. I'm sure we'll have a couple international folks in there. Um, so yeah, just something fun to do. Think outside the box. Very cool. Yeah, I saw that, and I on uh, on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And that WQA has already started to post a few. I had a few ideas. I mean, the one that that I'm going to do clearly it will be drinking out of a big rubber duck if I could find one. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
doesn't it have to be like like i think i think legally i have to do that that's the one i have to do um exactly people would be super disappointed if i did not but um but anyway thank you jen anybody else uh on um have anything anything at all that happened this last week or anything else that they would like to share group share Well, cool. Then let's jump right into our topic today, which um, uh, I don't know if we've specifically talked about this one before. I know we've mentioned stuff like this before, but one of the things that um, that I love about this industry is just how much there is to learn. I mean, you never I, – I, there's so much to it. You know, we were um, – on the committee meeting for the uh, professional certification call the other day, just talking about um, you know ways that we can attract people to the industry and reach out to the community and education and and you know just really to make uh, um, people young people especially interested in joining us and, and getting them excited about the industry and certification and and knowledge and learning and I, I, I think that, um, you know, there's so we were talking about all the different types of jobs, just not installers or salespeople, but also, you know, lab techs and, and uh, um, just, you know, tons of different directions. If you come into this industry, just how much this industry covers. And I mean, there's so much to learn. Um, and I just love the opportunities to learn the places to learn. The challenge with learning so much and having so much to learn. I mean, I've been doing this over 25 years now and, and the amount of knowledge, it's just crazy how much you, you know, just how much there is. And the challenge with that, with having so much is that sometimes things can get jumbled. Also, something that I learned 10 years ago I mean, new technology changes, uh, new ways of doing things change. And, and you know, if I learned it or heard it even two or three times the same way, but the last time I learned it or heard it was 10 years ago and, and things uh, have changed since, there's been something that we've learned, you know, technologically or, or you know, chemically that we've learned different, you know, maybe I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, so the topic that I wanted to discuss today was, uh, trust but verify. Now, some of you may remember that from from Ronald Reagan. It was actually an old Russian proverb that was sort of adopted by Reagan uh, during the you know in, in, in discussions about uh, nuclear weapons, and uh, you know saying, "Hey, we trust the Soviet Union, but we're going to verify." And, and what that meant is. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to show trust. We're going to give them the opportunity, but we're going to mutually create uh, accountability programs that allow these two trusting partners to, to go in and, and make sure that we're doing the things that we promised, that they're not taking advantage of that trust. But, you know, th that's human nature, right? Some, when I mean, people do get betrayed all the time, and it can be, it can be dangerous. So you can trust somebody, but... But it's nice, it's even more it's easy easier to trust them when you have an opportunity to 
to just spot check. You know, and it's kind of weird. You know, you might even be less likely to to do that check than you know when you have the opportunity than if something's hidden. You know, when somebody hides something, um, you tend to question why. You know, what are they hiding? Why are why are they hiding? And I suppose some people look at that and go. Um, you know, if you really trusted me, you would never question. You know, you would never look. I mean, we're not going to get into that. I, I think the the relevance that I found with it was in terms of education and learning. And twice this week, for me, and it, this it's a, it's astounding to me how often this happens to me in this industry. Um, especially, I I think a lot of it is because you know I'm I'm a uh, you know trainer and and often in a position where I'm teaching people and when when I'm teaching students a lot of times they just sort of look at me like I'm the expert and I know what I'm talking about and they just write it down they take notes and and they don't ever question it um, I love it when people question it and because it does give me an opportunity to to go back and learn it myself and that happened twice this week once I was teaching a class uh, earlier in the week, and um, and there was uh, uh, I was talking about we were talking about chlorinating lines, and and I recalled reading a story about uh, a hospital. You know, and for me, growing up in in the or coming in the industry, I've always learned and and sort of have a preference that. You know, the chlorine is helpful when you chlorinate water cities, municipalities chlorinate water. It's helpful all the way through the water system and the distribution system, but you should take it out when it gets to the home, you know, or the facility. Take it out because it's done its job and you don't need it anymore. Um, I recall a story reading about a story within the last couple of years about a hospital that had put in a whole, uh, a whole facility, a point of entry carbon system that had removed the chlorine. And there were a number of people that got sick and a couple of fatalities in this hospital because having removed the chlorine, there was uh, um, some bacterial growth in the ice maker, in an ice, one of the ice machines they had, and um, you know, as a result of, of not having any residual in the water lines. And I was teaching that story, and one of the students said, I'd, I'd love to know more about that. Do you have a copy of that story? And... And then immediately I started questioning, how accurately am I remembering that story? You know, I'm out there talking about it and, and using that as an example, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I read that wrong. I, I remember seeing it pop up on my feed somewhere. So quick, we took a pause. We had the time and, and teaching the classes and took the pause, and we Googled it and, and you know, found it almost immediately. Not only did we find that one, we found several other examples of the same thing. Um, and on that one, I was like, oh, phew, you know, because <laughs> I, but that's what I mean uh, about trust, but verify, you know, he trusted that I was saying it. Um, but then he challenged me to back up what I was saying with, with evidence, with proof. Um, it happened to me again yesterday. As a matter of fact, we were talking about, um, I was teaching a class to, for a certain manufacturer and talking about their unit, a unit that I'm very familiar with, one of the softeners that I'm very familiar with. Um, I, I know the, the manual, I know it really well, and um, I was talking about some of the features that the manual had, or, or, or I'm sorry, that the, that the softener had, the valve, and one of the students said, I don't think it does that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. It, it has to 
do that because it has um, – I'll, I'll tell you what it was. We were talking about pre- and post-fill, you know, in the valve. So um, I don't know if any you guys know what pre- and post-fill, but a lot of water softeners have – a setting where you can choose to um, fill the brine tank up right after it's done regenerating, or it can wait until a couple hours before it regenerates and fill the brine tank up. And that gives you a what they call a dry brine tank. It reduces bridging, salt bridging. Um, it's kind of a nice, uh, nice feature. But when you have another feature called proportional brining, which this this softener had as an option, you you have to have a prefill. So. <clears throat> because what the, what proportional brining does is it it doesn't always give you the exact same amount of water in the brine tank. It only adds enough water to the brine tank to clean the percentage of the um, of the resin that's been used. So there there are a few brands, few manufacturers out there that offer proportional brining. It's just a super efficient way of regenerating a water softener. And and if a system has proportional brining, then it has to be a prefill. It's the only way to really design it is is as a prefill because uh, it doesn't know exactly how much um, you know you have to it has to know how much water to add to the brine tank and that's how much salt it's going to draw in right so um, so I knew that this particular unit had a prefill option um, what and, and so I was talking about that what I had instructed them with though what I told them was that you had the ability to turn any of the you know, whether it was using its upflow and proportional brining or whether even if it was set up as a downflow unit, you could still set it up as a prefill or a postfill. Um, a student questioned me on that. And so I, I went to the manual and ended up going to somebody uh, at the manufacturer, at the company, uh, high up that, that knows this particular unit inside and out. He teaches for the for the manufacturer, he teaches um, nationwide. You know the, all the installers and the service techs and everything. So I I reached out to him and asked him about it. And as it turns out, yes, it has proportional brining and it prefills when um, when it's using proportional brining. But it does not have the option of just changing that. So so because somebody didn't just look at me as an all-knowing instructor, an all-knowing teacher. I was actually able to learn that I was wrong myself, you know, that I, I, I learned something new. We have talked about that, that I love in this industry, you know, just how much there is something, you know, there's not a week that goes by, it seems like, where I don't learn something new. But, but sometimes I learn something that I had forgotten or I clarify something that I thought was true. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that somebody trusts but verified, right? They're, they're on the class. They trust me as an instructor, but they – they verified it, um, and because if they had never questioned me, then I would have gone on teaching. I, I don't know how long I would have, you know, until somebody corrected me, possibly in a situation where maybe, you know, maybe I I was teaching a, a salesperson how to go out and sell it with this feature, and come to find out it doesn't do that. Now we've got all these these people out there that think they have a system that does something that it doesn't do or that it's doing it differently. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that misinformation. We talk about misinformation all the time in this industry. Um, sometimes the misinformation that we give is, is, is not malicious. Sometimes it's accidental. And the way we combat that is, I, I think, a couple things. Number one, talking to as many people as you can in the industry about as much as you can. Um, 
learn as much as you can about every unit that's out there. And then when they tell you something, when you learn something from them, verify it. Find, you know, find a, a you know, just look it up. Look up the, if somebody spouts a, you know, spouts a stat or, or um, a, you know, this is why you put references at the end of a, you know, at the end of a, um, uh, an essay or, or, you know, um, you know, an article or, or a book, you know, there's references so that you can back up your information, you know, that, and in doing that, it makes, it allows us to be, um, spreading is, is the most accurate information we can. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, can you, what, do you have examples where this has happened to you? Um, do you, as a rule, you know, are you cynical enough to, even when you have somebody that you trust, somebody, I mean, I, I like to think that I'm trusted as an expert in the industry, but I'm the first to admit that I, I mess up way more than I'd like to, than I'd like to, you know, I, I get it wrong sometimes because you just remember it wrong, you know, or, or you read it wrong, or like I said, there's new technology. I, you guys have examples of this? Has this ever happened to you or is this just me being overly self-reflective? Hey, it's Scott in Alabama. Hey, Scott from Alabama. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, early on, uh, my misconception of reverse osmosis, that it removes all contaminants um, uh, until I realized that the correct term is reduces all contaminants. Uh, um, and I, and, and I, I would say probably, you know, eight, nine months, I was out there telling everybody that, you know, this, is, this removes all contaminants. Um, the only thing is water because it's the only thing that's in there. Um, and I, I felt very small when um, I realized that, you know, I was out there telling people um, um, improper things. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great example. That's a really good example. And probably somebody said something, you know, I mean, I used to, in, in terms of reverse osmosis, I – I used to tell people, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've told, I've said that, you know, it's, it gives you as pure water as you can get outside of a laboratory setting. And that's just simply not accurate, you know? And I, to, to, to your point, Scott, I, I can't even tell you how many people I said that to. And, you know, and, and when I realized how wrong that statement was, I wished I could go back. You know, I kind of wanted to go, you know, go call everybody and tell hey, I said that. They probably don't even remember it. You know, it wasn't even a factor to them. But I've told, I told salespeople that, you know, that I was talking to and training and certainly customers and it spreads. You're right. I mean, that's why we have to make it, make it as accurate as possible. And, and, and again, it's why we have to seek out those opportunities to learn as much as we can so that we aren't spreading those um, unintentional pieces of misinformation. Great example. Anybody else? Just you and me, Scott. <laughs> I think they, uh, you guys there? Did I lose you? Quiet. We're here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so any other thoughts on this, Paul? I know you love this trust but verify statement. You say it all the time, you know. I, but, <laughs> well, I sort of, I say assume nothing, right? So which is the same right, thing. Right, assume you know, nothing, yeah. You know. Um, 
Yeah, when it comes to technical things, I agree with you. When it comes to people, I'm more likely to, to trust, period. <laughs> Not verify. But that's a different philosophical discussion. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I, that's, I, I, you know, same thing. I mean, see, I, I do too. I, I want to see the best in people in general. I try to see the best in people. Unfortunately, I have, you know, from a psychological standpoint, I, I think I have like two I have like the devil and the angel on my shoulders, you know, one, one of them yeah. screaming cynicism, be, you know, be cynical about everything, question everything, you know, and the, on the other side, it says, you know, in general, I think people want to be good. They, you know, they want to be nice and trustworthy and, and stuff like that. But, um, but I, I'm thinking, you know, I wanted to keep this topic in terms of, you know, just just what we learn in the industry, you know, and how we go about our, yeah, our, our daily basis. So any, any other examples? I mean, Paul, I know not with you because you're like the smartest person I've ever met. And, and so you are my resource. You are the one that I go go. to. Uh uh Yeah, 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 yeah. No. um, I mean, we certainly had that. I had an example of that where I, I uh, put my trust in an OEM about the wow. capability of a, of a media that they were carrying. And, and based on that, I told one of my customers that it would solve their problem, and it didn't. And I eventually verified it by going directly to the manufacturer of the media. And the manufacturer, the technical, the chemist there said to me, oh, no, no, it's not going to do that. Yeah. No. I said, yeah, but they told me, yeah, well, it's not going to. I said, okay. Yeah. And we, we ate it. I mean, we wrote a check for a fair amount of money to a customer and said, you know, okay. But, you know, that, as my dad used to say, you calibrate people. So after going through that, I said, all right, now when that OEM tells me something, I take it with a grain of salt. That's actually a really good example. And I think that we run into that. A, a lot, you know, these, these companies, the, um, the smaller companies that are just getting started and they don't know where to begin, you know, and they're going to the OEMs. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the reps at some of the OEMs have never been in the field. And, you know, it's almost becomes a telephone game, you know, where, where they learn yeah. something and they go out there and now they're teaching it to somebody else. And, and, um, and, and you know, and, and, and then you have somebody brand new in the industry that, that, uh, you know, says that hears it one way or remembers it another way, you know, and, but I remember coming into the industry. I mean, that, that's, you know, the, the manufacturer that I represented when I first came in the industry, I mean, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. They were all in, you know, I mean, you know, rah, 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 we're the best. Everybody else is stupid. If you don't buy from us, you know, or you yeah. suck basically. You know, it's like, and I was in, and that was my resource. And I do remember a similar situation. There were, t- you know, every new product that came out was going to be, you know, it was the best possible thing. You know, it was like, this is going to blow everybody else out of the water. And, and I would go out there and sell it because I had the passion about it, you know, and and then very similar to you, I'd put it out there and and it wouldn't quite do the way I you know I wanted it to do. I mean, there were, there was a potassium permanganate filter and it happened like three times where customers are getting you know purple mm-hmm. overflows in their basement and you know and, and I'm looking at that going, I was told this was going to you know that this was never going to happen you know it was all under warranty and, and I went out there and, and did that so you know you do yeah you get a little burnt 
on that stuff. And it does teach you to be a little bit cynical when it comes to equipment and making sure. You know, and the more you know about how things work, the easier it is to question that stuff. You know, because there, I hear frequently manufacturers or or sometimes OEMs, you know, um, not necessarily the actual manufacturer that will make claims that just are contrary to anything that I've ever, ever there was a manufacturer, uh, you know, that's, that's still out there now that claims 20 years on a membrane, um, you know, with even with iron and stuff like that in the water. And I'm like, that's just, I don't, I, I question hard, that. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I question yeah. that, you know, and that's, um, but that's just because I've got experience and knowledge. There's an awful lot of people out there that, that you know, they're, they're, I mean, it's not been 20 years since this product came on the market, so no way to tell it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see some units out there that, you know, more than, more than half that well, have you know, lasted in, in 20 years. Vein, in that same vein, what's really valuable is when I have a conversation with someone, somebody technical about a technical question, and they say to me, I don't know the answer to that, yeah. which says to me they're willing to say they don't know instead of always feeling as though they have to provide an answer, which can sometimes lead them to say something that isn't accurate. Well, and I like it when, when somebody does question me. Like This is what happened yesterday. You know, I, I know myself well enough to know that I, I sometimes get it wrong. And so when somebody does question me, I, I do go back and, you know, there, fortunately there are a ton of people way smarter than me in this industry. Um, and, and, but so knowing where to go to verify the stuff, I think is, is very helpful as well. So, yeah. Um, any other, any, thank you for that, Paul. Any other thoughts okay. on this? Yeah. Comments on this? Anybody else? All right. Well, the um, the takeaway, as I said, I think is is that trust but verify. Look, you know, learn learn what you can. Surround yourself with people that that will allow you to question yourself. You know, with respect to it sucks to be around hanging out with people who are constantly saying, "Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong." You know, you don't want to get into this big battle of I know more than you. You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> you know that that it's hard to hang out with those types of people, you know, um, but it is, it is also, I, th I think it's enjoyable. I mean, Paul, that's why you and I have, have kind of, that's where we started, you know, even before we were friends, we, it started in just conversations because you come with a lot of different experience than I, than I have. And to be able to compare notes, you know, how did, how did things work in your, and I love those conversations. They're the most enlightening in enjoyable, you know, in challenging conversations that that um, that I that I've had in you know those types of conversations, and so find those people that that are willing to have those conversations and that um, you know will. I mean, what is that old you know the the story about the blind men, you know, with the elephant and ones you know touching its it's legs, you know, this is like a tree yeah. and the other is, describing. Of, you know, it's trunk. Yeah. They're describing what they're, you know, if you, I mean, that's, that is sometimes the way, if you have somebody that's only, you know, if you, if, you know, you were, you, your business was in Massachusetts and if, 
if you just believe that everything that you learned or did in, in Massachusetts was the only way it was to treat it, nobody wants to hang out with you. <laughs> you might be an expert in your field in Massachusetts, but it's so fun to find those people that have, um, you know, that have had experiences in other areas and to compare notes and say, what's different and what can I learn from that? You know, it's, I think that makes this super enjoyable. But anyway, any, any final comments? Then with that, I think we will call it a day. I'd like to thank everybody um, for hopping on and, and contributing. Please consider what you're going to drink out of for WQA and, and send those pictures in. Jen, what's the hashtag again? It is hashtag WQA crazy idea. Hashtag WQA crazy idea. So send it in, post it on social media, do all your stuff there. We will talk to you next week, if not before. Be safe, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Kelly. Have a great day.